Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. Welcome to another edition of the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. I'm your host. Thank you for joining episode 53. Like always, if you want my show notes, head over to drpierresblog.com forward slash LLP053. Again, if you want today's show notes, please head over to drpierresblog.com forward slash LLP053. And before we get into discussion on today's topic at hand, I want you to, um, if you have not had a chance, Go ahead and check out the last episode, episode 52, where we talk about the flu. We talk about the epidemic that is the flu and where I strongly encourage my listeners to get the flu shot and give them reasons why they need to get the flu shot. Because this year we've seen such a rampant uh, uptick of flu cases in the hospital, in the outpatient setting that it's it's starting to kind of come to hash, right? So again, if you have not had a chance, go over, check over my last episode, episode 52 at com forward slash LLP052. So for today's episode, we are talking about healthcare. And more importantly, we're going to be talking about why is our healthcare so bad that Amazon wants to start a new one, right? Like Amazon wants to start a whole new a program, endeavor, a whole new insurance plan because they don't like our system. It's going to be very interesting, and I am alluding to recent reports that Amazon, as well as two other major companies, are teaming up to form their health own, their own healthcare plan, essentially to rival what's going on here in the U.S. So sit back and get ready to be empowered, get ready to learn uh, why your healthcare may not be as good as you think it is. So this is a scenario. So I get an email titled Amazon, JP Morgan, Chase, and Berkshire Hathaway to start their own healthcare tech company. And immediately I'm interested because I use Amazon quite often uh, for my everyday purchases. And of course, if, if you may not be aware of Berkshire Hathaway, you are pretty sure I know you're aware of Warren Buffett. You know, one of the richest men in the world, right? So that's that's his operation. So immediately, I'm interested to see, you know, what is some of the comments and what are what's the goal, right? What are they planning, right? So I read this article, and I, you know, I'll just give you guys a quick summary. I will put a link in the show notes to it, and it says a couple of their goals, right? So they want to focus on a new form of healthcare, right? They want to have a more independent. Uh, aspect when it comes to healthcare and taking care of employees and the goal with what they're trying to do is that they're going to form their own healthcare insurance company strictly for their employees and they're going to focus on more improved technological solutions that are going to help simplify uh, the quality of care make it more transparent and most importantly especially for all these businesses most importantly make it at a reasonable cost and I'm immediately I'm interested. Why? Because this is a discussion that we've been having, especially in the medical, you know, circles for a while. Like, what can we do to make healthcare more affordable, 
while also making sure that uh, it's you know it's not it doesn't lack right like there's no point for something to be cheaper if it's not as good right so like what what do we do for that right and of course you know if you've been rocking uh, with the lunch and learned uh, podcasts and videos or wherever from Dr. Pierre it's been one of my main you know purposes of even doing all of what I've been doing like I've been trying to find different ways for people to help cons- consume their health care and make it easier for them to digest and then also take action upon it, right? So, um, again, I, I see something like this and I'm extremely interested because medicine has always been one of those fields that's kind of been behind when it comes, when, it, when we talk about like from a tech standpoint. So I want to know what these tech giants are going to do with these folks with a lot of money are going to do to kind of, you know, make, make those things happen, right? But I think it begs the question, right? If these three, you know, huge tech companies, billion dollar companies are getting together because they want to form something new, right? I think the obvious question you got to ask yourself is why? Like, why do they want to change what's been happening, right? Like, what's been happening at this moment as far as our current system that's making them say, you know what? I don't like the way it's going over there and I want to try something different, right? Like, so I think it's important. And to understand, like, when these companies do these things, uh, what's their intention and what's the reason why they're doing it? And I think for some people, right, like, again, I know there's a lot of people who, you know, are, you know, very pro-United States and you United States is the best and all those uh, good things I understand, right? Uh, but unfortunately, right, unfortunately, reality and the numbers don't really speak uh, for that fact, right, especially when we're talking about healthcare. So I want to kind of, and again, I always like to, you know, get my get my listeners into that uh, picture and mode of what I'm talking about when I say, you know, the U.S. really isn't the best when it comes to healthcare. And and the, uh, these are just gonna be some straight historical facts that I, you know, again, I'm gonna put some links in the show notes that you guys can kind of uh, follow up on your own if you don't believe me. But in health rankings, right? So the U.S. Uh, when they compare the U.S. versus other industrialized countries, right? And they they named eleven of them. They listed eleven of them. Australia, Canada, France, Germany, Netherlands, New Zealand, Norway, Sweden, Switzerland, and United Kingdom, right? So when when we compare the United States versus all of those different companies, right, the United States ranks dead last in measures of access, excess, measures of equity, measures of quality, measures of efficiency, and measures of just having healthier people. So again, so I, I want you to kind of like, that's what I want you to kind of think about in the back burner when you see something like these companies that want to say, you know what, I want to do my own thing, right? Because they recognize that at this current system, we are not doing a good job actually taking care of who we need to take care of, right? Again, so, some more facts. United States has the highest cost per person with the lowest performance, right? So we're spending more as a country per person about approximately 8,000 bucks per person, right? In comparison to some of these other countries that spend as low as like $3,000 per person. But yet we have the lowest performance, right? So I had like that doesn't make any sense why is our healthcare much more expensive and we're not getting any bang or buck out of it, right? And so some of these things that they talk about, some of the, the reasons that kind of point to why the United States just isn't, you know, where it needs to be is the, the deficiency in the access to primary care 
and then just this inequity of primary care, inequity of our healthcare system in general, uh, the inefficiency of our healthcare system in general. If you've ever had to, you know, go to a doctor's appointment or find a doctor who may be in a subspecialist, uh, you know very quickly like how difficult it is, especially here in the United States, to get to that physician, right? And this is if you have insurance or don't have insurance, right? And it's costly to get to that doctor, right? It's costly to get to um, to work in within the healthcare system that we have here in the United States, and and I think that's where and that's I think that's the the the, the background that we have to really understand when you when you see some of the moves that are being made by our insurance companies and by our political you know uh, pundits. Uh, when it comes to healthcare, right? Like we are not in a good place, but yet we we act like we are. We're not in a good place in regards to like how we're taking care of our patients, but we act like we are. We're not in a good place in regards to how we take care of infants, but yet we act like we are, right? We are just not doing a good job taking care of us and continuing to be more healthy. Again, more facts, right? Again, like I said, I'm trying to you know, I, I definitely want to, especially I want you guys to like know numbers, right? Because I think a lot of my listeners, you know, are, are very concrete listeners, right? So when they hear some of these numbers, right, it gets them a much better perspective, right? When I say, hey, you know what? The United States healthcare is trash. And and I hate to say the word trash, right? Like, I, I feel like trash is a strong word. But when we're dead last amongst a lot of these industrialized companies, right, I'm not sure uh, a cuter way to say how bad we are right so i'm just saying trash and again you know stick with me if uh, if uh, uh don't don't let me offend uh your your personability united states just because i say our healthcare is trash because unfortunately it is um in 2016 report 2016 this is just uh, about a year year and some change adults in the u.s were more likely than the other 10 countries to go without needed healthcare because of cost now now think about that right we are more likely than these other industrialized countries to go without healthcare just because of the cost, not the access, right? Like I hear a lot of people when when they talk about some of these different countries, they say, "Oh, well, you got to wait three months to see a doctor." No, no, no. In this in this country, that we don't have that problem. Only problem is it costs so much to see that doctor that you end up not wanting, you end up not going. One third, one third of the U.S. adults. Like went without recommended care, right? One third didn't go to see a doctor. One third didn't even fill a prescription because it costs too much. Like that, like that's scary and that's sad uh, when when you think about where our country is at this time, right? You know, fifteen percent of people were worried about having enough money uh, for nutritious food. Sixty percent struggled uh, to afford their rent or mortgage and their medications, right? Like, again, that's 15 percent, right? Like that amount of people are having to choose. Am I going to pay my mortgage or am I going to take this medication? Am I going to feed my kids or am I going to take this medication, right? Like if, if you are in that position or if you are in that position as you're listening to the podcast, um, you understand that this is a, a decision that you does not get taken lightly. Half of the U.S. Uh, adults, right, struggle to get health care on the weekends or evenings without having to go to the emergency department. And I think this is something that I want my emergency you know, room physicians to really, like, take heat, right? Like, there's a reason why you guys are seeing a lot more primary care 
related issues in your emergency room, right? It's not that they don't want to go see a doctor. They just can't. They they can't make it to the doctor's appointment. Again, let's think about this. Majority of the the people, right? I don't want to say majority of people, right? But let's say a good a good amount of people, right? A good amount of you you know U.S. adults are usually going to be working eight to four, eight to five, nine to five. Guess what time the doctor's office is usually open? Eight to four, nine to five, nine to six, right? So you have you have a situation where I want to go to the doctor, but I got to choose going to work, and I can't take time off and lose money to then turn around and give the money that I lose or give the money that I don't make for a doctor's appointment copay and for a doctor's uh, you know recommended medication, right? Again, people are having to choose their livelihood, and unfortunately, when it comes to healthcare. It doesn't rank up, rank up the top, right? Like that's um, what where we're having to face, you know, really uh, and, and truly at a day to day basis. Uh, I talked about some of those categories that the U.S. ranks last in when it talks about like just healthier people, right? U.S. ranks last in infant mortality and the deaths that could have been prevented. Like I, w- I want you to understand that, right? And deaths that we could have prevented, we're dead last. Right, not even close. Right, talking about access to care, another uh, category that we have to think about. In the U.S., people have the hardest time again affording the health care. Right, we rank last on every single measure regards to cost in comparison to these other countries. Right, and again, I'm not painting this bleak picture of the United States. I'm just letting you know. When it comes to healthcare, we are doing an absolutely terrible job at actually the goal, right? And and I say the goal, right? And I almost just say the goal in quotation marks, right? As a physician, our goal is always to take care of the patient. Unfortunately, in our United States, in the system that we have here, the, the goal necessarily doesn't really mean take care of the patients. It really means take care of the bottom line. And sometimes that conflicts. Sometimes taking care of the bottom line means less people need to go without their care. Like so, so that's that's the kind of setup that I want you guys to kind of uh, be led into when we when we go through and we talk about you know the episode, right? Because again, I, I think it's admirable that these companies want to do something different, uh, but I, I at the same time it's sad, right? At the same time it's sad because that that means that they understand. That we are not doing a good job at what we're supposed to do. And not only are we not doing a good job at what we're supposed to do, we're spending so much more money trying to do it. Right. So I think that's why when you when you see, uh, you know, a news article kind of flash like this, you know, what? Well, like you have to ask yourself, why do we need to adopt this new way of thinking? Right. Like, why do we need to uh, think about like what is being happening with our healthcare that makes it so that a company says, you know what? I'm going to have my own health insurance just for my employees because what they're doing on this outside is just does not work for us. Like we know that a healthier employee works more, right? We know that a, a happier employee works more, right? Which, again, at the end, will make more money for the company. So a company can't have their employee sick. A company can't have their employee have to miss a half day of work just to you know take a doctor's appointment and i really stress a half day at work and i've talked about this on previous podcasts or even blogs where 
I have patients who they go to some doctor's office who don't respect their time. And I really say don't respect their time because their appointment may be nine o'clock and they don't get seen till 10, 1030. So, again, if if I was maybe if I had a flexible boss who said, you know what, if your appointment's at nine, just get here by like 10 o'clock and you're fine. I can't even give that. I can't even give my boss that option because my doctor doesn't even respect the time that I my appointment is. My doctor is double booking people. He's triple booking people or he or she's not even coming in late or, or not even coming in on time and, you know, causing me to be late at work. Right. So imagine I, I used to have a lot of patients who used to almost be like surprised that if their appointment was 10 o'clock, I got to see them at 10 o'clock and they were out, you know, as soon as possible. Right. Like they 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 didn't know what to do. A lot of them, again, a lot of them had been had such a preconceived notion on what usually goes on during a doctor's appointment that they would clear like half a day, sometimes a full day just to come see me and realize like now they got the whole day uh, to do something different because their doctor's appointment is already done and gone with. So that's why I commend these uh, organizations that really want to, you know, uh, cause a little ripple uh, in the healthcare system because I think we need it. Right. And I I think we need it because if we continue to go down this path, right, like, again, we're already dead last. We're already dead last when it comes to healthcare, right, in a lot of categories, except when it comes to how much we spend. We're already dead last in a lot of these categories. If we continue to, you know, operate in this fashion, right, like, again, there's uh, we we should definitely stop saying like we are the best country because when it comes to healthcare, we are not. But now here comes the flip side, right? And the reason why I say the flip side is because when I'm, I, I saw the article, right, and I started, you know, I started doing my Google searching to really kind of get a, an idea of what they wanted to do, how they wanted to do it. I found it very interesting, right, that there wasn't a lot of pushback, right? Like there wasn't a lot of people like in the comments, because, you know, I'm, I'm good on reading the comments, right? There wasn't a lot of people in their comments saying, oh, this is a terrible idea. Like, what do you mean you're, you're going to do something different? There's nothing wrong. Like, there wasn't really that, right? There wasn't this uh, response from, you know, the general public that says, oh, my God, no, no, you can't do that. Like, no, we need to stay with the old way. I don't like, you know, change. There wasn't that, right? And I, th- I thought that was funny because as a physician, uh, we're going through this transition now where... Physicians are starting to say, you know what, this healthcare system that y'all got going on, it don't benefit me. And because it doesn't benefit me, I'm going to do something different. And because it doesn't benefit me, I don't want to have to rely on uh, the blue crosses of the world, the humanas of the world, the etnas of the world. I don't want to have to rely on them right, to get a patient in my door. And I don't want to have to rely on them to get paid. Like, pick this scenario, right? You go to Walmart. You get grocery from Walmart and you leave with the groceries after you pay. You go to a restaurant, you eat the food, and you leave the restaurant after you pay, right? Like, we're so used to paying for services as we get them, but for some reason, right, for some reason we have enacted the system that, again, that's kind of been the way it goes. We enacted a system where, no, 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 hey, doc, you submit a paperwork, like, you see, you see my patient today, you submit a paperwork, and if everything is looking good on your end, I'll send you a check two to three weeks later. Like, think about that, right? Like, think if your job did that, right? Think if your job said, hey, I need you to work these, you know, two to three weeks, and then after a month or so, if everything looks good, I'll send you a check uh, for what you did, right? Like, you guys would 
uh, you know, go crazy, right? Like we would absolutely go crazy if we knew that I did a serviceable work that day. And all of a sudden, you're not going to even like recognize I did the service work that day until two to three weeks later, right? And what makes it worse, right? Imagine if you did that job that day, you did the work that day, and then you sent your invoice in and say, "Hey, this is the work I did." And I say, "You know what? You didn't. You know what? You didn't cross the T's right there, and you didn't dot your eyes the way I like it. So I'm not going to pay for that. Sorry." And then, but if you want. You can appeal my decision, uh, but you'll have to talk to me next week, right? Like, imagine if that was the system uh, that your job employed to pay you, right? Like, again, you probably would not be working there for a long time. But in the healthcare system, that's kind of the way it goes, right? Like, you see your doctor that day, you may pay your doctor a copay because you have to, or you're, 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 in fact, you have, most of the time you do have to. So you pay your doctor a copay, maybe 50 bucks, maybe 25 bucks, maybe 15 bucks, maybe $5. And your doctor has the hope that your doctor does everything correctly so that when they go to send that bill in to your insurance company, they can actually get paid for it. So we've had this like transition, right? We had this transition with physicians who say, you know what? You know what? Enough is enough. And again, I live in South Florida, so. I may be seeing more of it in uh, this uh, population because I think more and more. I have a lot more physicians down here, so we have more people who are willing to try it. But I have a lot of physicians who are going into this almost like a concierge direct medical care model, where it says, "You know what? I am going to take care of you today. You are going to pay me today, and if you want, you can submit your bill to your insurance company." But Again, after that, it's all on you, right? Like, it, I don't, I don't deal with insurance companies, and that's a new concept that I don't think patients are not. I wouldn't say ready for, but they're just not, you know, fully grasping the importance of why a doctor would want to do that. So you, so and they don't understand. Like, what do you mean uh, you don't take insurance, right? Like, again, for a lot of physicians, if you're, if a lot of patients, if your your doctor, you know, said they didn't take insurance. Like you wouldn't know what to do. You're like, huh? Like, it makes sense. If you don't take insurance, how, how do I, how do I come see you? Well, you pay me directly. You know, you walk into my office, you get some services done, and then I send you the bill, and you pay that bill right before you leave, right? Like that's. I think that's where we're trying to go with it. We're trying to uh, get our patients to understand that this is a new model. And I can tell you, right now I work in hospital medicine, so I don't, uh, I don't have to, you know go by that model because I you know I'm employed but if I was doing outpatient medicine tomorrow I would be in a concierge like practice like I don't think I would deal with insurance because I understand the headaches and administrative costs and everything that it deals with just to have to deal with insurance that I would rather have to work harder just to gain a foothold in the community just to build my patient load than go through the insurance companies right and I'm totally 100% fine doing that. And and I think we're going to start seeing a wave of more and more physicians coming out to practice who are ready to go with that wave. So again, I really commend uh, what the Amazons and JP Morgan, I really commend what these three companies are trying to do because they understand that the the issue at hand isn't that, you know, they're they're trying to save a little money, which they will. Um, it is that we have a healthcare system that just isn't good and trying to do the same thing over and over and over again, expecting a different result is insanity. So they know that I got to do something different and this is something different. 
but I, I I just found it like you know comical that now that they want to do something different, like no one really seems to be up in arms. Maybe the insurance companies will see you'll you'll see you'll see if that you know how that kind of plays a hand. But no one was you know especially from the common general public, no one is up in arms that they want to do it. And in fact, I think they're like happy that they want to do it. So I just want to make sure that those same people who aren't up in arms. You know, don't go crazy when they run into a physician who says, oh, I don't take insurance. You have to pay me directly because I I think that's where it's going. Um, I think that's where it needs to go. I think you get better care uh, when your doctor doesn't have to deal with insurance companies. Because, again, remember, for your doctors who have to deal with insurance companies, they end up having to have about, I'd say, three to four, especially if you're outpatient medicine, they end up having about three to four thousand patients in their practice. And the reason why they do that is because they have to see so many more patients just to make a, a decent amount of living. And because the, the insurance companies will, you know, decrease their wages and, you know, make it so that you have to double and triple book, right? Like, again, this is, it's it kind of comes full circle. Again, you run in uh, late uh, from your doctor's appointment because it was supposed to be at 9, but you didn't get seen till 10. And the reason why is because your doctor had to double book. The reason why your doctor has to double book because he's dealing with an insurance company that says, you know what, I know uh, your your time is valuable, but I'm not going to very really pay you uh, that well for your time. So you should probably think about seeing more people um, if you want to maximize it. And that's what it's doing. Again, I can't blame the physicians because that's kind of the position uh, that they've been kind of forced in. And now a lot of them, some of them, I should say, are really trying to make a difference and really trying to make a change and see if that's a a way to go. Right. So I'm excited for, you know, what's to come. I'm excited to see what comes out of, you know, Amazon, you know, changing the the, the way they want to operate, especially in the healthcare system. Like I read one report that Amazon was even trying to, you know, have their own pharmacy online. And uh, for those who've ever had to pick up a prescription medication, you understand the cost can be so prohibitive that in the end, you have people having to choose their blood pressure medicine versus eating dinner. You have people had to choose their um, asthma medication versus, you know, paying rent, right? Paying their mortgage, right? Paying, you know, their light bill, right? There's, there's, there's decisions Every day, people are making right now of what they should do despite of, right? Uh, uh, despite the fact that if I don't take my diabetes medication, I might end up in a hospital and end up with a much bigger bill, right? And end up with much more, you know, monetary, uh, you know, a compromise, especially on my well-being. But they're having to choose because they really have no options. So I want you guys to kind of think about that. I want you guys to kind of put that on the back burner. When you see what, you know, this, this new Amazon and J.B. Morgan, you see whatever their partnership is going to go. Because best believe if it works, if it works and they show that, you know, they're saving their employees a lot more money, they're saving themselves a lot more money from having to, you know, pay out uh, to an, a, a different uh, insurance model and different, uh, you know, health care system. Best believe they're going to expand it because that's, that's what's going to happen. And I'm hoping that. Our, as a physician, and our, our physicians kind of get it together, especially those in the outpatient workforce, uh, those kind of get it together and understand that we 
you know, need to be, you know, on the same boat, right? We need, we need to be watching the Amazons of the world and, and ask, you know what, why, why Amazon doesn't think your healthcare isn't as good, right? Because if they don't think it's as good, like, should I be thinking it's as good? It's because it's not. So again, um, I thank you guys, right, for, you know, taking the time to listen to my little health informal rant on, you know, why Amazon doesn't think your healthcare is any good. And, as always, I appreciate you guys sticking uh, with the Lunch and Learn lessons of uh, week in and week out. And I'll see you guys next week. Remember, uh, the goal of you know Dr. Barry and the Lunch and Learn is to help empower you to make decisions that will take control of your health care. Hey, Dr. Barry here. You have just listened to another great episode of the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. I hope you're excited and hope you learned something from today's episode. I hope you learned from all of the episodes uh, that you get a chance to listen to. Before you leave, if you not have already done so, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. I am everywhere where you like to listen to podcasts at, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, wherever you like listening to podcasts, the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry is there. Also, go ahead and follow me on my social media outlets. I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, as well as Twitter, all at Lunch Learn Pod, whether it be Twitter.com slash Lunch Learn Pod, Facebook.com slash Lunch Learn Pod, and Instagram.com slash Lunch Learn Pod, where you can, you know, get any videos, any pictures I may post, any messages or writing. So please follow me on there right after you go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and right before you leave me a five-star review on either Apple Podcasts or Stitcher Radio or wherever you can actually leave me a review. I'm much appreciative of all of you guys' support. And like I said earlier in the show, I will see you next week.